0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. I'm going to jump right into this because I'm thrilled to have a guest with me today that I've been looking forward to for at least a few years. I have on the line with me today, Mr. Chad Hymus. Say hello, Chad.
1: Hey everybody, how you doing?
0: I'm so glad you're with me here today, Chad. You and I have a mutual friend. And Live On Purpose Radio listeners are going to be familiar with him. It's Mr. Kirk Weasler. Uh, you've known Kirk for a while?
1: Yeah, i say probably eight, maybe nine years, probably. Kirk and I have known each
0: other. Right. And uh, he speaks so highly of you, and he's the one who made an initial introduction uh, to who you are and what your work is. And I've been just intrigued with your message and your mission ever since. And I think it resonates very well with Live On Purpose Radio. I'm I'm hesitant to do too much of uh, of my own introduction because I want to let you kind of tell your own story here. So would you share with our listeners um, the part that you usually share to give them the context of why you have a message in the first place?
1: Well, I um, let me start off by thank you for the opportunity, and I I'd also like to. That I think we all have a purpose and a message. I really do. I just think sometimes it mm-hmm. takes some of us longer to find what that is um, or maybe some sort of an event um, for us to find the passion to discover what that is. But I do believe mm-hmm. that each one of us has some sort of a purpose or a, a destiny or a mission um, or a calling, if you will. Um, I've always thought that my, my mission and my purpose was to be a guide and when I say that, I, I mean it in, the, in kind of the worldly sense of the word. I, I've always wanted to be an outfitter. I love the outdoors, was raised in the outdoors. And, uh, and I always thought that I would make my living and, and uh, take people out uh, in the outdoors and show them the wilderness and animals and be a guide and, and make a living doing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, um, I broke my neck uh, 10 years ago while building that dream of becoming a guide. And so the word guide today has transformed itself in my mind as I once thought it would be me taking one or two people out at a time into the wilderness or the or nature and taking pictures of the camera uh, or hunting. And today I'm out uh, traveling the world. I'm in Atlanta right now, sitting outside the CNN building um, in 95-degree weather and taking uh-huh. here to Paul for... Uh, about six thousand people, um, uh, and so I guess guide has kind of transformed itself. To where now I, I share a message um, after the accident took place. That's kind of the long answer, I guess, and, and kind of a beat around the bush answer is what it is. But
0: <laughs> well, so you just kind of glossed over this thing about you broke your neck.
1: Yeah, right, but you notice how I did that. It was just kind of a quick gloss over it. Yeah,
0: That's one of those yeah. things that happened, you know.
1: Yeah. No, is... oh, yeah, I did. Was, I was out feeding the animals one night, and and uh, had called me earlier, and I think my wife had called me and told me that our youngest son had just taken his first two steps, and I um, I ended up uh, not fixing the hydraulics on my tractor in in my anxiety to get home and see him walk, and the bale of hay rolled over backwards and and mm-hmm. uh, landed on my body, and um, that one ton bale. Um, that broke uh, three bones in my neck and ended up uh, severing the spinal cord in a couple of locations. And so today, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I guess I'm qualified as a quadriplegic. Um, I do have some use of my forearms, but I've lost both my hands and I've uh, lost both my triceps. I do have little biceps, but I've got great shoulders. So.
0: Yeah, which that's is it, that's created a whole new context for you. And. Sure. And and I think this is part of the power of your message, Chad. I've heard you speak, and and I've looked at some of what you've been doing online, and uh, as you prepare to speak to yet another group, your your leading and guiding has become from the stage and and from the microphone more than out in the wilderness, like you thought it might be.
1: Uh, yeah, that's it's kind of ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh, I I really have to laugh about it when I think about it because I've always said I'm gonna I'm gonna be a guide I'm gonna be and I really don't think that I'm, I'm not enough I do I know we have lots of listeners that have different faiths and beliefs and I'm very cognizant and respectful of of that I, and I want everybody to know that I but it does amaze me that how how things happen in in mm-hmm. in each one of our lives no matter what our beliefs are and 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 um, it's. It, I'll just put it to you this way, Paul, I, I when you find yourself trapped, like I was trapped,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're unable to breathe on your own and you're struggling for every breath, um, that you're allowed to have. And I, and that's the way it was for me for 48 minutes. You'll call for help in the darkness. And it doesn't matter to me what you call it. I met people all over the world, that call it different names. And, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I really am. And I think he is too. Right? I, but, but I think the important thing is that, that, that people recognize that, that that there's something else that, um, that's out there that um, brings greater meaning to life, whatever that is for each, uh, each, each, each person around the globe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you were paralyzed, in a sense, and, and in a very will, real way. Physically, you became familiar with the term quadriplegic, I'm sure that wasn't easy for you to hear.
1: No, back my dad's on. that told that to me, so I, uh, he's the one who gave me the news.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've heard yeah. you talk a little bit about your dad and what a difference he's made for you because he wasn't willing to allow you to just slip into some victimhood. Uh, that you now all of your dreams are dead too. Can you yeah, talk about I, that I, a little?
1: No, he's, I I I feel it back, and that that. You know, my dad came down in the hospital room and, and gave me the news and told me that I was going to be paralyzed and uh, and then he proceeded to tell me to get up, and mm-hmm. that's the whole irony of the story. You know, here I am paralyzed and can't move and feel anything, and he's telling me that I need to get up, and I told him that I can't, and 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 it was frustrating for me, almost to the point of anger and um, and a controversy and 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 vocabulary that's not appropriate. And uh, mm-hmm. but that's how I felt, and. Um, he kept saying, you're just going to sit there. And I said, what do you want me to do? And, you know, he opened up the hospital room door and there was my two little boys out there playing catch who hadn't seen me in a while because I'd been stuck in a hospital bed. And it was then that I realized that my dad never wanted me to sit up. He wanted me to communicate with my boys and ask them to come in and play catch with me instead of playing by themselves. And he, he wanted me to become a real father instead of just a normal father. He wanted mm-hmm. me to be a real husband instead of just a normal husband. And so he. Kind of stepped up the plate, you know, made made me think a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, Chad, this event that happened, uh, and it's been what ten years ago now.
1: Yeah, we're just a little past ten.
0: This event that happened ten years ago changed your life. Is this true?
1: Very fair to say.
0: Now. And some people might assume that it would change your life for the worse. What's your opinion?
1: Well, I I, I certainly wouldn't object to that. I I, uh, I thought that it did uh, for the first little bit, too, but uh, maybe I'll just share a little bit about my mother. She she called this the worst tragedy of her life, and today she calls it the greatest blessing. And it didn't take long for that transition to take place, I am. Uh, Mm-hmm. I've come to discover that our, our attitudes and our lives really aren't about us. They're about the people that we're surrounded by. And and uh, once we discover that, I, um, life becomes has a greater purpose than just Chad Hymas and being a guide for myself and going out there. It, it it involves other people, and my choices and my attitude affect everybody else around me. And so it becomes more sacred and more precious, the time that I have. And so I, I think we'll we, as parents, as fathers, as daughters, children, grandchildren, whatever the case may be, once you realize that, I think it gives life a new purpose, a new destiny for each one of us on the call. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Don't have to be paralyzed physically to know what I'm going through. There are people listening that have been paralyzed emotionally, uh, abusively, spiritually, psychologically, financially. I could go on and on and on. Uh, Paralysis comes in many forms, and the outcome is the same. It really is the same. What's sad, I think, what's really sad is people become paralyzed financially and they wonder why they always stay in debt. And the Mm -hmm. reason why is they don't do anything different to get themselves out. I am more free today. People look at me and they might not think it, but they walk in my shoes and they've been where I've been and wheeled my chair where I've wheeled my chair. I think they would echo with me when I say, I I thank God for this paralysis because I am more free today than I ever was with the use of my legs and my hands. I have been more places, traveled the world, met more people. Uh, the experiences I would never, ever, ever trade. And to me, that's true freedom. Mm. So, I, uh, I guess it's all in the, the way you look at it, as you were talking to me before the call about our thought processes. Um, it really is the power of the human mind and, and, and to what extent we allow that to limit ourselves or to gain.
0: Well, there's a big deception out there and, and within our own hearts and minds that our, con- our context or the situation that we're in or our circumstances, that those are the important things. And, and I hear people saying this all the time. Gosh, you know, I would, I would be so happy if I could just... Or, you know, it would be so much better if... And, and they refer back to their context... And I've heard you talk about, well, it's not so much your context or your circumstances as it is what you believe and what you think what's going on in your mind.
1: Yeah, I think you just hear it. I mean, people need to be very careful what they think because that leads to the words, and words leads to actions, actions leads to results, and results leads to our destiny. I I think everything starts in the mind. It's the same same concept we teach our kids. I I always catch myself telling my kids, be careful what you think. Be careful what you think about that person. Be careful what you think. You know, before you ever say a bad word, you've got it first. I, I teach my kids this stuff, my fifth grader my seventh grader. And then as their father, somewhere along the journey, I forgot it. And I think that is so key that we, we go back and remember these little life lessons that God that slow at and not forget them as we, as we get older.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of wisdom to you.
0: It's really more simple than we make it.
1: No question. <laughs> no question, without a doubt. A lot more simple than we make it. We make it very hard.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Chad, what have you found that, uh, that assists people most to get reconnected with some of these basic principles? What's been your experience?
1: What have I found that have helped people get reconnected with some of these simple principles? I... I think it's as basic and as small as taking a look at themselves in a mirror and seeing where they were at one point in their life and how far they've come, wherever that might be. And if there is digression, that means there's room for improvement. I can say the same thing about me. If there's progress, the same result. There's room for improvement. Every one of us has to look at ourselves in the mirror and see what our roots are, our background, and realize that, there comes a time and a point where we get to choose for ourselves our own destiny, no matter what our origin, no matter what our country, no matter what our age, no matter what our gender. And from that, that choice on, we get to we get to decide the impact that we have on our own life and, and that of other people. So the mirror, the reflection in the mirror becomes a huge that that whole cliche. The reflection in the mirror becomes a becomes a whole new new meaning in my life, a whole new morale in my life. It's a it's a. Uh, yeah. It's a builder of confidence, self esteem, uh, a little bit of pride. And a little bit of pride is not bad. Too much is, is egotistical, but a little bit of pride is not bad at all.
0: Well, the, what an interesting concept because looking in the mirror is a very painful experience for some folks. Sure. And that's because they're seeing parts of themselves that they don't like.
1: The results of their choices. Have you ever seen the world's biggest loser? I love that show. Very inspirational. They look yeah. in the mirror and they cry and they think, what did I do to let myself get this bad? What did I, and I find myself looking, saying the same thing and it's not that I'm overweight. i got other issues.
2: Mm-hmm. What did
1: I do to let myself get this bad? And then look at them six months later and they're saying, I'm never going to go back. Mm-hmm. I've never they worked so hard to get through all that. I love that show, not because it's just the weight loss thing. I love it because it inspires me to want to be a better dad. Look at what I said to my kids when I got out of the hospital and how I pushed them away. Look at what I've got to be careful with this. Look at some of the things I said to my wife to push her away because I didn't think I was worthy ever anymore. I can't believe I allowed myself to get to that point. And I never want to go back to that. I never want to go back.
0: Because you can see now that there's a different Chad showing up than who was showing up then.
1: Yeah, and it's not about me. I mean, you hear these people, again, going back to that television series, which was very inspirational... I want to live longer for my kids. I want to be around for my family. Those people are beginning to realize that it's not about their food and their hunger. It's about people that want them around a little bit longer. People get offended when I talk about smoking or other mm-hmm. bad habits that we know are deadly. It's mm-hmm. not about people. There's, I have lots of friends that smoke. It's not about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, people, there's people around them that want them around a little bit longer. Right. So maybe for them.
0: That's a, what a beautiful thought. We're going to come back and continue this conversation with Chad Hymas in just a moment.
2: When you dream, dream, it. dream, it. dream it.
3: This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It's certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States, and in Israel, and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose.
0: Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose Radio Podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events, or pick up powerful information products feel free to contact me directly with questions comments or to book me for your company or private event email me through dr paul at liveonpurposeradio.com
3: success in any endeavor does not happen by accident Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair.
0: Chad, just before the break, you said a few things that, that, that triggered my thinking here. And I'm imagining some of, some of you listeners out there, as you're listening to this conversation with me and Chad, and maybe you've had an experience with Chad before and maybe you haven't, I would invite you to go to his website, chadhymas.com, that's C-H-A-D-H-Y-M-A-S, Com. Chad, you've got some uh, some stuff online there that people might want to get uh, connected with. But they can learn more about you and see a few little uh, video clips of some things that you've shared. I, I was realizing during the break, Chad, that part of what makes your message so inspiring is that here you are living your life on purpose, to the extent that you know how to do that. I know you're still working on it.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. But within a context that to most people would seem a little impossible. And I saw a picture of you on your website with Mr. Art Berg. And uh, what an inspiring person Art was. And uh, I've got a book on my shelf called The Impossible Just Takes a Little Longer. Um, give us a sense of what that is.
1: Sure, those, um, that's, uh, that's, that's, Arch, that's, that's all that's And that was a phrase given to him by his mother. Um, maybe mm-hmm. I'll back up just a little bit. It's kind of funny you bring up Art Berg. You know, I'm sitting here in Atlanta right now and tomorrow I'll be speaking, um, to the million dollar round table, um, 6,000 people and their life insurance people. What's, what's funny about this is that exactly 10 years ago, this event was held in Dallas, Texas. My dad was an insurance agent and had been for 22 years, so he attended this event a little over 10 years ago in Dallas, Texas. Mm. Keynote speaker in Dallas, Texas, was a gentleman my father had never heard of before, and it was Art Berg. Wow. And so here we are 10 years ago, My father goes to this this, this very convention that I'm speaking at tomorrow Mm -hmm. in Dallas, Texas, and hears this guy from Utah speak from a wheelchair, and my dad buys his book and his tape and comes home and declares it the best speech he's ever heard in his life and tries to get me and my two brothers and my sister and our families over to his house for a family night to watch this guy's tape that Dad had purchased. Long story short, it never happened. We were too busy. I was building a ranch and a guidance service. My brothers were busy. It just never happened. Mm-hmm. Two months after that event in Dallas, my dad's oldest son would break his neck
2: mm-hmm.
1: while building this dream. Dad brings the tape into the hospital room and puts it in, and now I have to watch it. Yeah. And we're- I also. I fall in love with this guy. Um, When I say I fall in love with him, I just he's a a true inspiration to me of not not, not being a speaker. I never wanted to be a speaker. I already told you that on the call. I wanted to be a guide. Mm -hmm. But this guy was happy. He was married. He was on a bike. He was doing everything that life could give him. He was just a very, very positive person. And set a world record in his wheelchair. And I just, I saw in him the true essence of hope and joy. Mm-hmm. So I followed him for nine months. So I followed him for nine months. He came out to our house, and saw the ranch. I went to his house, met his family. Shonda and I even went to Hawaii to watch him speak from the platform
2: mm-hmm.
1: on uh, February 16th, 2002. February 18th, two days after we got home, I got a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning that Art had passed away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you got the award as well and, uh and it was at that point that I um, I decided that the word guide probably had new meaning for me in my life. So mm. I thought no one will ever take art's place, and that's not my mission or my purpose, but um, in the same breath, that legacy, the impossible, just takes a little longer, the legacy that, that his mother taught him, and it's a legacy that needs to be carried on.
0: You know, when I read his book, Chad, and I have thought about you in this context, too, because Here's something that is very compelling. And it, as you talk about art, you know, he was probably one of the best uh, talks that your dad ever heard. Um, you have been cited as being one of the ten most inspirational people in the world. I'm just reading that off of your website. <laughs> yeah.
1: the, Anybody can play on a
0: website what they want. Well, possible. This is true, though. When I talk to people, and I mention Chad Hymus, if they're familiar with you at all, they say, Oh, he's amazing. Oh, he's so inspiring. And, and I'm not saying that to fluff you up. You hear it, too. I know. But what you said at the beginning of the show is just ringing in my ears. Each of us has a mission. And you do, too. And Art did, obviously. Obviously. And as you have picked up the ball with what you can do, and forget about what you can't for a minute. I know your dad kind of kicked your trash about that a little bit, too, didn't
1: he? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't necessarily say forget. He just said, remember it long enough only to where it carries value. Once you, yes. once you carry it on too long, then it loses its value, and you become, the, you become in a dwelling state where you dwell on what you've lost. Yeah. So
2: remember
1: what you had only enough to carry you further to the next step to appreciate what you still have. And to that, create
0: uh, the context that gives you the power to inspire. Right. That's uh, Just getting dressed in the morning. Easy, right?
1: Two hours, buddy, every morning. Two hours.
0: Wow. Well, and I just want you listeners to just consider that for just a minute. Most of us never even think about that.
1: That's no makeup, doctor. That's, that's no makeup. I mean, that's just straight pants, socks. And a T-shirt. If i got to button that puppy up and put on the pie, add an extra 35 minutes.
0: Yeah. You're just talking about being about decent. To,
1: that's, my, that's my workout every morning. I, I, I have to laugh about that.
0: Wow. So. hmm And that's the context, folks. That's, uh, what is it you're facing in your life? And Chad, this is your message, you know, as you go out to people and they see you doing what you're doing, and as they consider their own life, and what is the story that they're telling themselves about why they can't do whatever it is? And uh, I've found it in my own life, and I, I don't have the same package you do, but I've got a package, and that package has upsides, and that package has downsides. And I've asked myself sometimes, okay, what is it that's stopping me? And and it all turns out to be kind of a lame excuse in the end. You know? It's
1: you. It's, it's, it's got to be you, isn't it?
0: Right. It's a it's choice.
1: The same thing with me. I, I, I find the same thing with me. I, You and I think along along the same lines.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And we've heard that before. You know, my, I remember my dad telling me as a kid, the only thing that's going to stop you from being what you want to be is, is, is yourself. And here I am, a 37-year-old man, just barely grabbing a hold of what that principle really means. And mm-hmm. yet I taught that my whole life. My basketball coaches, soccer coaches, baseball and football coaches, and more importantly, my own parents and church leaders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I'm just starting to grab a hold of it, and it it kind of blows me away that I... I that, that, that it takes so long to grab a hold of it, or that I allow that to happen. The mm-hmm. key to my message is hoping that people grab a hold of it after a 60-minute session. And I know that many don't, but the, but I hope that many change because of it and, and do something different.
0: And this isn't even a 60-minute chat that we're having here today. What is it you're hoping that people will go home with or, or that will stay with them as they're listening to this conversation today?
1: Really threefold, uh, Dr. Polly. Number one is I'd like them to consider change in a habit. They can choose what that is. For me, it was changing the clothes that I wear and the food that I eat and what I drink. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that, that people have outrageously bad habits, but I think there's some habits out there that we can change that will impact the lives of those that are around us. So I'm asking people to be willing... That might be the way they talk to their spouse, the way they think about other people. It could be a variety of things. Just number one, my dad told me to change the shoes that I wear because I couldn't wear cowboy boots anymore. I will tell you that is one of the toughest things I have ever done in my life is to change the kind of shoes that I wear and put on shoes that allow me to put them on with my mouth instead of lace-up shoes. Very difficult, but I'm more productive because of it. So number one is to change your habits. Number two, same thing that my dad said to me, get out of your seat. Are you just going to sit there like every other dad? Or are you going to get up. So I guess that means for the fathers listening on the call, why don't you go get your wife some flowers uh, on a day other than Mother's Day? And okay. Every mom gets flowers on Mother's Day, and anybody get a Mother's Day? Do something unexpected. Um,
0: and what's on, on, what's stopping you?
1: That's exactly my. That's exactly what is. Well, here, here's something simple. Why don't you call her when she's least expecting your call? Hey, Sean, I'll just call to let you know that it's a gorgeous day here in Atlanta. I know it's cold in Salt Lake, but the sun's out here and it's making me think of you. Love you very much. Bye. Quick, thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. You never know how that'll impact somebody else's life. And same goes for your kids. Such a small thing, big result. So number two is to get out of their seat. That's a, that's a big thing. And the third one is probably the most important. I like people to leave giving more than they take. Right now, our world is consumed with takers looking for bailouts, looking for a free ride. I'm going to be very bold here. Uh, I know what it feels like to live through a recession. I've lost my job. I've lost all four limbs. i lost an income for a beautiful wife and two children and almost lost my house. And I had to tell 35 men to find other work. That is a recession. Mm. No bailout from D.C. fixed my paralysis or my recession.
2: Mm-hmm. I receive
1: no money. But it is fixed.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: only because of the people that are around me and what I surrounded myself with that my economy has changed. I choose to believe that I'm not in a recession.
2: Yes. What do people
1: believing about themselves now? And if they don't like the debt that they're in, what are they doing that's allowing them to get there and change that habit immediately? So that goes back to step one. So, again, one is habit. Two is getting out of their seat. And three... You've got to be willing to give more than you take.
0: Mm. And that's the part that turns the whole economy around. It is. Who is the economy anyway? That's right. <laughs> give more than you take. And you know what? As, as you're sharing this, Chad, it's so clear to me that there's really only two possibilities. I used to think there were three, but now I only think there's two. And the third one that I ruled out is that your life is going to be exactly the same. I don't think that's even possible. You're getting older, if nothing else. Right. And even, you know, look at the clock. What time is it? Well, wherever you are, it's whatever time it is. Are you pretty sure that three hours from now, you're going to be around somewhere? And three hours from now, then the only two possibilities are your life is going to be Better or worse. And it's not even just about you. I think you said this earlier several times. It's not about you. It's about you and all of the people who surround you. And the circumstances, your life, uh, your relationships, it's all going to be either better or worse three hours from now. What's it going to be? Choose.
1: Choose. That's right. We all get to do that.
0: Yeah. And our circumstances just don't matter as much as we think they do.
1: That's true. That is absolutely
0: true. Well, Chad, we've got just about a minute and a half left before we wrap up, and I want to make sure people have a way to follow you, to get in touch with you. I mentioned the website, com. What else would you encourage people to do to to get
2: connected?
1: A lot of free information. Everything that we share is available for free on the website. I am... We have blogs that come out on Facebook, and the office is really good about keeping that posted up to date. I'm not a, I'm not a Facebook junkie by any means, but um, with today's social media, we've got to stay on top of that. So I've got some staff that does that for us, and, and keeps that on tabs. And so that's a, that's a great way to connect with people as well. Um, we don't let any any comments or questions go unanswered, or at least try for an answer or point them in the right direction. And so. Before contact, and in fact, that's how I found out about Gates Hunsaker. Somebody Facebooked our office. Gates is a guy that became paralyzed in Salt Lake City, Utah, just a month ago, and uh, needed mm-hmm. somebody to go visit him. And it was Facebook to my office, and that message got to me. And we, uh, when I flew home from Arkansas uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to the hospital down on uh, down on State Street and visited with him. But we don't let any mm-hmm. messages go on. Answer. So mm-hmm.
2: great
1: ways, Great ways to connect with us is through that. So those those kind of. Twitter, Facebook,
0: or the website. Right. And, you, and you've got some products there, some books, some other media kinds of things, so people can get the message. And there's a lot that there, that's there for free. Chad is available to, uh, to respond to speaking requests, things like that. And, and you're in high demand. I mean, I don't remember the last time that I called your office and they said, oh, yeah, Chad's just sitting around here. You know, he's available to talk to You're always out doing something. And uh, blessing the lives of people uh, You've shared this before Where that's just been a blessing in your life You get to go spend time with people all over the world And you're being a guide And an inspiration to them So thank you so much For being here at Live On Purpose Radio For what you do To inspire and motivate others um, Quick last word Chad just, uh,
1: Thank you for the opportunity And I want to thank the listeners For keeping in And uh, look forward to connecting with them on like people
0: sounds great everybody go out there and live on purpose